Welcome to the Entrepreneur Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Chris Wright, and this is your place to get strategies for success in business and in life. Now, let's get straight into the show. Hey, and welcome to episode 37 of the Entrepreneur Playbook Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Trevor Oldham, one of the founders of Become the Lion, a website, a community, all about giving you the motivation to reach the top. And that can mean the top of your life, the top of your industry, whatever that means to you. We're going to be diving into Trevor's entrepreneurial journey, even though he's at a young age of just 20, but we're going to be finding out the tools and the strategies that he has used to build Become the Lion from zero to over half a million fans across the different social media uh, platforms and going to show you how you can do the same. I'm super excited to be diving into today's episode. You'll be able to get all of the resources and show notes over at level10living.co.uk forward slash 37 but let's take no more time let me introduce you to trevor hey and welcome back to the entrepreneur playbook podcast i'm super excited to be introducing you to today's guest trevor oldham trevor thank you very much for joining us today chris thank you for having me on i'm excited to talk to your audience fantastic and and i'm gonna let i'm not even gonna introduce i'm gonna let you introduce yourself and and tell us a bit about uh, tell us a little bit about you, Trevor, for people that don't know you. Tell us a little bit about you and your your company, Become the Lion. Tell us a bit about it. For sure. I, I'm a 20-year-old entrepreneur. I just turned 20 about a month ago, and I've co-founded a company called Become the Lion with my, with my partner, who we also grew up in the same town, which is kind of neat. But a little bit about Become the Lion is we're a motivational company, but we also give you the content that's going to allow you to be able to go after your dreams or wherever you want because you see like when you go on Instagram or you go on Facebook there's all this motivational stuff and you can get motivated for as long as you want but there becomes a point where the motivation is not enough so we like to do motivation but on like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter especially on Facebook and Instagram you can put long passages so we try to help people out that way and then we've grown that from just doing social media that now having a blog, and it was actually ranked as one of the top motivational blogs in 2016. And then we also have a podcast to go along with it. Absolutely amazing! And dude, you're 20. <laughs> like <laughs> this is this is amazing. This is one of the reasons that I really wanted to get you on the show uh, because, like, for, like you you just turned 20. When did you start become a lion? How old were you when you started it? So I started that. I had so the idea came. So that was November of last year. So I was. I think I was no that yeah I was 18 when I had the idea and then started it when I was 18 and then a month later it was 19. Amazing. So you just about to turn 19, you started the business. So within the last year and a bit, you've you've taken a business from nothing. And when mm-hmm. you you haven't given numbers away there, tell us how many how many fans you built up on Instagram and on Facebook just quickly. Yep. So Instagram it's hovering around 108,000 fans, and then Facebook. I think last time I checked it was. 330 350 in that in that range yeah 350,000 absolutely incredible to have grown such a phenomenal audience within in, in a relatively short period of time when you know i'm going to be honest there's people out there who are going oh, i'm mm. struggling to get 100 likes right mm. uh, and so we'll dive into how you've done that but let, before we go into that let's talk more about about youtube like what makes a 20 year old or an 18 year old at the time decide you know what i think I think there's a gap in the market. I think that I'd like to set up a motivational, uh, what, what was social media and then moving on to a site, but ultimately a brand. What, what was the drive behind you doing that? 
Yeah. So I guess I'll start from the beginning to give a little bit of context on how I got started as an entrepreneur. So it wasn't like I just had the idea for Become a Lion and then just started it. There was a little bit of a, a leeway leading up to that. So I, it was one of those things where I kind of always knew I was an entrepreneur. Well, I didn't know I was an entrepreneur. I always like, I used to sell baseball cards. I mowed people's lawns. I used to buy and I used to go, there's a store around us called Marshall's and I could go in and buy Ed Hardy clothing, which was really popular back back like five, 10 years ago. I used to buy it and then resell on eBay. And I even when I think I was eight years old, I lived in a neighborhood and I was selling lemonade with my friend and I got irritated because there wasn't enough customers coming. So I went door to door lemonade selling, and actually, <laughs> that didn't. Uh, when you're eight years old and you don't tell your parents, they weren't too they weren't too pleased about that. But that was that was pretty much my first couple of experiences in entrepreneurship. And then I I never knew I was an entrepreneur. I never knew that trying to sell things was determined as an entrepreneur. But I was working at at a job at a local sports company, and the job sucked. I mean. It was like the worst thing that you could picture, like having to deal with people just asking you questions and they didn't like train you that well. And the worst thing was like the minimum wage was eight dollars. But then after minimum wage, I would get like taxes taken out. So I would get paid like seven dollars an hour. And I got I was I worked there for like six months and I got a raise of nine cents. So I (laughs) (laughs) so I knew I knew something was wrong right there. And it was actually I was watching I was watching the movie The Wolf of Wall Street while I was working that job. And I was like, wow, you know, obviously it's not good what he did illegally and everything, but I liked his lifestyle and I, I was a little bit into investing for my father. So I went out, I bought some books on investing. I read it and I was like, all right, well, I, I have two things I don't have. I need a lot of time and I, or I need a lot of money, neither of which I had, or I had the time, but I didn't have the money. So somehow, some way I was on Amazon and I, I honestly, this is miraculous. I don't know how it happened, but I came across a book and said the top 10 differences between the poor and the upper class. And I bought the book. And one of the things that they mentioned in the book was to start a business. So I was like, oh, I've started these little things a long time ago. I'll start it again. So I went on Alibaba and I bought phone cases. And what ha- uh, I bought 50 phone cases. It was like $80. It was like really cheap. But what happened was, is of course, all the phone cases were knockoffs. So I had to, I just had to eat that money. And I still have the 50 phone cases with me, <laughs> with me today. So that was, so then that happened, and then I was able. I realized, all right, I can't buy brand net brand name stuff. So I started another company called Trevor James Products, and I imported bracelets and watches from China. And you can import them for a dollar or two dollars, and I would sell them for eighteen, nineteen, twenty dollars. And that was I really got to building that brand. And then it was my November of my year of my freshman year last year, and I was like, I kind of just want something more than selling. No offense to women, but I'm not. I needed something more manly than just to be selling women's bracelets and watches. So I had came up with the idea with the biz, with the with become the lion. And at the time, I I wasn't really great friends with my business partner. I didn't really know too much about him. And the way that we got to know each other was my brother had a company he was running at the time, and he brought my he brought my now business partner along with him. So I used to always try to hang out with them and talk to them. And then my brother's company ended up just not working out. But when I had the idea, I only knew of one other entrepreneur. I knew it was like one of those things where it was just so big. I knew I couldn't do it by myself. Yeah. So I reached out to him, and that's how we got together. And then, so that was in November. And then we laid it. We started it the first of January of 2016. And we start. We just all it was is we just wanted to start with an Instagram account. 
And if I could show you, if I could go back and show you how bad those pictures were on Instagram, because <laughs> we saved them. I've, I saw them the other day. They're just absolutely horrible. And so to take it back a little bit. So the, at the beginning of my freshman year, I, it was hard for me because I still had this business. I had this, these businesses going and I would, I just felt like different than everyone else. And it was, I, the school I go to right now, it's small. It's about 4,500 kids and half of those kids are commuters. And then the other half of those of so there's like 2,000 kids that are there full time, and half of those kids go home on the weekend. So I was pretty much just there, and I would I was pretty much there by myself on the weekend. And what I did is I started I just started reading books, and I just read book after book after book. I must have read between 30 to 40 books over the course of my entire freshman year, and that just helped me develop the mindset. That helped me get the idea for become the lion, and then essentially become the lion. And then we just started out as the Instagram. And I know as we go further into the show, I can talk about why we decided to start the Facebook, the Twitter, and the podcast, and everything else. And but that's a little backstory on how the brand got started. Amazing! Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. So, for a couple of questions off that, there's, there's there's so many different routes that I could go down and questions that I could ask. So, first of all, those phone cases. What are you doing with those phone cases, man? You're just gonna let them rot there and sit there forever? Or are you gonna I like- keep- Keep them as a memento, as a reminder. Don't buy crappy products. I like, I like, I brought them. So I, so that was when I first, when I read that first book. I was still in high school, so I was a senior in high school, and I tried to sell the phone cases for like a dollar to my friends, and I still wouldn't buy them. So yeah, they're, they're like packed away in my closet. <laughs> Amazing, but like, I love hearing about this like entrepreneurial uh, journey, right? I love hearing like, like the i sold lemonade i went and bought stuff from the store and then sold it on ebay like i love that ingenuity i love that mindset to be like it's kind of just taking action right it's just and and i don't know did you think at the time this i'm doing something that's different to everybody else or did you just think hey this is pretty cool i'm making some money off of it i'm just going to keep going i think it was for me it was just like i hate i hate i've for some reason i don't know what it is about me but i just hate people telling me what to do and so I knew I realized like if hey, I can mow my own lawns or I can sell those products, I don't have anyone telling me what to do. I can make money on my own. And that was kind of just where it got started. Nice. And do, and do you think you said your brother had his own business? He's an entrepreneur. Do you think having that around you encouraged you down that route or or the rest of your family not being entrepreneurs? Do you think that pulled you back? Oh, definitely. He's he's very he's been very supportive of me. He started this company called Driven, which was a really cool T-shirt company. But the problem that he had with this company is there was like six people in the company just as it was starting. So it kind of no one really knew what to do. But he really just showed me, you know, he showed me entrepreneurship. And he before even starting that company, he was in network marketing. Gotcha. And he was just so adamant. He was always reading. He was always making calls. And he was just so adamant about growing the company. And he he worked for this company called Protandum. So it was like he was trying to sell a pill that would help slow down the, the aging process inside yourself. But I mean, he could give like a 40, 50 minute presentation on this thing. <laughs> and he was like, he was like phenomenal. So that, that just like really inspired me. And there's also my dad, my dad's been, he's been always a big help. He's always sending me articles or telling me books to read. And he was actually, he was in sales for a while. And then he started, he started a business with a business partner of his. They would, if you ever go in like high schools, they would make like the little pins that the students get or like the awards, the plaques or the banners. So he started a business with that with his business partner. So, but it ended up didn't working out, but that was like, I think that's kind of where it came from. So it's always nice. I can always continue to bounce ideas off them. And whenever I tell them something, they don't think it's like too crazy or abnormal. Amazing. And, like, and having that support network around you is, is huge, right? So 
like it, it, the, I know that there's going to be people listening that have that support network, which is great. But there's a lot of people listening that probably that maybe don't have that support network around them. What like what would you say to those people? Like how if they're you know because there's a lot of fear that comes into launching and growing a business. What would you say to those people that don't feel they have that support network around them? Well, I know from the other side, looking at my family, you know they've always been supportive. But the you know I can take my mom. I can see someone who just has like so much potential, but just holds herself back. She lacks the confidence. So it's like, you almost just got to put it, you almost just got to say, Hey, you know, I can help you as much as I can. But at the end of the day, you kind of have to just focus on yourself and what you're doing. So I kind of just, it's been nice because I'm at school for a lot of the time. So I just can able to shield myself from the negativity or from the problems that come up. Cause I noticed from re- reading the books, you just realize like, how much positivity there is in the world and you can develop your mindset to almost shut off the negativity and for your audience who's listening I know a big thing for me was my friends you know I lived in the same town for 16 years you know I started I went first grade all the way through high school and I had the same essentially the same friends the entire time but when I got the idea for become the lion well even before the become the lion when I had the first company Trevor James products when I even went to get my real estate license or tried to write a book. They were always like laughing at me and like, oh, like, why are you trying to do that? And I finally had the idea for Become the Lion. And I told them about it. And once again, they laughed at me. And I was like, you know, what? like, why do I want to be around these people if they're not going to support me in my dreams? And eventually it's just like little by little, I just stopped hanging out with them to the point where it's like I, I haven't talked to them or hung out with them probably in since last summer, if not two summers ago. It's just like one of those things you just got to distance yourself from those people because, you know, there's just especially with Facebook and social media. There's so many people out there who want to help you, who want to give you advice, who you can connect with. There's no reason why you should hang around people that aren't conducive to your dreams. hundred percent. And I and I think that's going to freak a lot of people out being like, hey, like cutting my friends out. Like that seems like a, you know, a bold move. But like, actually, if they're bringing you down and all they're doing is bringing, you know, they're not really friends, are they? They're, you know, they're just, they're just pulling you down. And that's not, you know, you want to be around people that actually lift you up. Right. And so that, that's huge. And that's a great piece of advice, Trevor. So thanks for sharing that. So, have, so well, go on. Yeah, go on. No, you go, you go. I was going to say, I just think I've noticed like, so I've had a bunch of friends going through high school and everything. And what you want to do is you want to keep around the people who are going to support you and then just get rid of, because I've had, like I said, I've had the same friends all the way through up and about 80 to 90% of them were negative, And then I just keep around the 10% that are positive. So it's not like you have to get rid of every single friend. Yeah. 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 yeah right. Don't just, don't just start going through like ditching everybody, like pick the ones exactly. that, and it doesn't even have to be right. Like, get rid of them completely. Right. It's just limiting the amount of time that you're, yeah. you're with them. So no, that's, that's huge. It's a very powerful uh, I always go back to the Jim Rohn quote of you're an average of the five people that you spend the mm. most time with, right? So I think that's a, a huge, huge thing. So uh, also, if people like this is shameful plug here, right? Like if people are in a negative space, like train themselves to get into a, a positive space, going to become the lion, like coming on to Level 10 Living, listening to the podcast, listening to your podcast, right? It helps keep them in that positive mindset, right? So like y- you're creating a solution to mm. to a lot of people's issues out there, right? Mm. Awesome. So we we've got the backstory of Trevor. By the way, does Trevor James products still exist? Do you still are you still selling products and things through that, or have you closed that down? I actually closed it down at the beginning at the at the end of 2016 because it was just like to grow the company to the next level where I wanted to go. I would have taken a lot of time and then become the lion. It was growing, so I sat down and I asked myself, 
what do I want to be doing in 50 years? And Become the Lion was a yes, and Trevor James Products was a no. So that's how I was able to make that decision. Amazing. And then what will sort of what I've seen happen over the last few months with uh, Become the Lion is you've actually brought in a lot more products, right? T-shirts, like, and all that mm. kind of stuff as well. Is exactly. that a part of you know closing that down and focusing your energy on Become the Lion, opening up new revenue streams with that? Exactly. Like for Trevor James Products, we were selling. I ended up selling T-shirts, which. That was a <laughs> that was an interesting process, but I used just use that expertise of figuring out how I could sell T-shirts. I just brought that over to become the line. And the same thing with trying to get models to wear the T-shirt T-shirts or trying to get influencers. I literally just took my knowledge from instead of having like going on and having Instagram models or females wearing it, I could just go on and having more manly men. So I just took the resources that I used from the one company and then just used it for another. Amazing, amazing transferable skills, right? Use them in all areas mm. possible. Sweet. So let's let's take a bit of a, a, a step sideways. Now let's look at Become the Lion itself, right? Uh, the business you said like within almost just over a year has gone from like zero to, what do you say, 300, 350,000 fans on Facebook, 150,000 fans, whatever you said, on Instagram. Like that doesn't happen by accident, right? <laughs> that doesn't happen just by without like some kind of action planning, etc. So do you mind sharing some of the strategies around how you were able to build such an amazing audience in such a relatively short amount of time? And so I'll start with Instagram because that was the first platform that we decided to go with. And the big thing was, is we looked at what the top accounts were doing. You know, you have like daily dose, you have build your, build your empire, you have all these top ones, but a lot of the times, they're just repurposing the same content from every single account. And one of the reasons that they got to be so big is because they had started earlier from everyone else. But we realized like, hey, you know, we, we might be a year or two years behind these people, but what can what are they not doing that we can do better? So we just started researching all these top accounts. You know, how are they posting their photos? What time do they post the photos? What what font are they using on the photos? What pictures are they using on the photos? And we just tracked it all down. And then we were to say, all right, now, now this is what they're doing. What can we do better than what they're doing? And that's what we really set out to do. And we just kept split testing and we would try different times. We would try using different hashtags in the photos. And another big thing that we did was we reached out to those big accounts and we said, hey, you know, do you mind if we pay you for your advice, you know, pay you a couple hundred dollars and we'll go on call with you or they have a consulting package that you can buy. And they'll literally tell you like step by step how they grew your account and then another thing we did was we bought shout outs from the larger accounts. So if you don't know what a shout out is, it's essentially when you pay the account money and then they repurpose your content on their page, which is a bigger audience, to send them back to your page. So we did this, we did this about to get about 50,000 fans, which was our ideal number. And then we just cut it off. And then once it got to 50,000 fans on Instagram, it just really grew. But the thing is, you just have to be consistent. Like we post at the same we post at the same times, like every single day, eight o'clock, twelve o'clock, four o'clock, eight o'clock, and we just try to stick within that, with you know, give or take an hour within that range every single day. Because what happens is sometimes accounts might post one day or might not post another day, and you don't really get the fans being able to interact or rely on your account being there. Another thing is just getting high quality photos. You know, you can go on Pinterest, you can go on other you know other accounts you can even go on photography accounts on instagram as long as you tag the photographers and the pictures you're using and then you can use apps like fonto i use i use fonto i'm trying to think of the other one uh, i can't i can't think of it but there's different if you look online i'm sure you can find all these different photo apps and you can just play with you know how much you want to make the photo light or dark or 
how you want to add the text to your photo, and you just have to feel what goes to your brand. And we've probably changed our text on the photo probably like 50 to 100 times. And we've either we've sometimes changed the text and then gone back to the text depending on the amount of likes we get per photo. But just all just trying all these different things, and we just weren't complacent with just getting one. And then like people just gotta when they're starting on Instagram, they have to be aware of like the algorithms that come in. And trying to like get on the explore page helped us out a lot, but it's not easy. It's just being consistent. It's being consistent with your posts and just posting great content that people want to see. And that's going to allow you to get on the explore page, explore page. And when you got on the explore page, let's say you're getting an average of 100 to 200 likes a photo. Well, now you're going to get probably between 1,000 and 2,000 likes on a photo. And those people are going to see your page. And if you can get on the explore page enough times, it's really going to help your brand. And another thing that we did is under each post that we did for – so we have the photo. And then we go under the photo and we usually type a paragraph out. For the photo, so people can say, "All right, this is the photo. We just want to give you more than just inspiration. We want to give you actual content to share with your share with yourself to learn from." But Instagram is tricky because they have updates every now and then. And I remember one of the updates they had was you could tag like 30 people. You could tag like or comment 30 people in your caption. And when we did that, we went from like getting like 500 likes a photo to getting like 2,000 likes a photo. And then Instagram like figured it out pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so they they took that down. So I was like, all right, now we got to figure out another way to grow followers. And then like in the beginning when we first started, we used to type out like five paragraphs and then we used to put the spacing and then Instagram did an update. And what they ended up doing is you couldn't have spacing in the captions of the photos. So then now we're down to one paragraph. But Instagram's just always changing and there's always people out there. If you look online who are always staying up to date, if you read their blogs or you subscribe to their email list, you just got to stay on top of what Update's doing for their algorithm. And the big thing is just, you know, just creating content that people want to see, trying to create original content and content that's, you know, people are going to like, share, or comment their friends with. Amazing. Right. I'm going to have to put, a, I'm going to have to hit the pause button there, Trevor, right? Like I, I, people listening, you can tell when someone is like excited and passionate about the thing they're talking about, right? I bet there's people uh, that are either driving or they're listening to this and their eyes have just like gone super wide. They're a bit like, oh my God, right, what, right, rewind. What did he say? So let's do a quick summary there. You said the key aspects were, and you can make sure that I get these right, Trevor. You said mm. consistency of posts. So you, it, like ultimately like just making sure you're getting the times of the posts that work for you and your brand. But you said eight, 12, four and eight mm. was creating good engagement for you. So stick with that. So it's four posts a day. Uh, and being consistent with that every single day. That's a huge aspect. In terms of the photos and the posts, you're making sure that you're using high quality photos, making sure that it's fun and engaging content that people want to, you know, want to look at, want to hit like, want to hit share, want to be a part of it, engage with that content. You gave a great recommendation of a, an app to go and use Fonto, uh, which you can edit the uh, the images on. Uh, you said pay attention, pay attention to the trends. But some one of the strategies you mentioned here was like, and this for me is huge, right? You said look at what the other successful brands are doing, and for me, modeling success is huge. I talk about it all the time. I'm like, look at what the successful people are doing, and go do that, right? You said you've reached out to those um, the bigger brands, you've reached out to them, and you've gone and asked for their advice, asked for their guidance, paid for their time, you've invested in it, and then you've also you said you bought shout outs from the larger accounts. Now, do you mind if we just dive a little bit back into that just so we can get a clear understanding of what that is? So basically, you've got 
the you've gone to the the bigger the brands that are in your same market i assume trevor mm. great so they've already got your ideal client sat in front of them and you've paid them what like how much does that cost just out of interest is that range is that like depending on the number of fans they have and where do you find out that information yeah so so essentially i'll tell you a couple that i've done that i know off the top of my head is 24 hours, I think, I'm pretty sure it's 24 hours success, and I think they have three or 400,000 fans on Instagram, but he had a consulting package, and it was $500, and then you buy the package, and he literally tells you, like, step-by-step step how he was able to grow his account, and then included in the account, I think he gave us 10 shout-outs, so, so we would send him photos from our account, and then he would post on his account, and then send that over to us, but I know there's, like, accounts that you can use out there, I think... I, I, we haven't done them in a while, but I know Daily Dose was maybe $100 a post, but he had like a million followers, which was obviously understandable for $100. Yeah. But you can find other you can find other accounts, you know, $200,000, 300000 They might charge $25, $30. Or as you get bigger, I know what we've done is now we're in a group with like people who are over 100,000 fans, and then we give each other shout-outs for free instead of for paying for it. Great. Love that. Great, great, great. So kind of doing... A trade on a trade on that that's fantastic so um so basically go and find out who the influencers are in within your space who those big brands are and and pay to get in front of their audience mm -hmm. i guess and then my following question from that is how are you then taking those people those likes that are on you those those people that are on now your instagram they've come from this other brand they're now liking your page they now like your posts how are you now turning them into engage followers on other platforms like how have you brought them across to facebook how do you take them back to your site give me that kind of process there yeah so essentially facebook has honestly been i think it's better than instagram especially if you're starting a motivational page there's, there's so many on there right now it's really it's really saturated but on facebook it's like it's almost like there's not a lot on there and to acquire a follower or acquire a like for your for your page is a lot cheaper than what it is than I would say on Instagram. Like we started Instagram in January and we're at like, or so that we're going on like, what would that be? Like 14, 15 months and we have 108,000. Then we started, I think our Facebook page back in July. And so you know, we have about half the amount of time, but we've gone almost triple the time amount of followers that we have. And for us, we realized like, hey, whatever happens, like someday there might be a company that comes out that's better than... Instagram, you know, if you look at, you have the taxi system, everyone thought that was good, and then Uber came out, yeah, and everyone yeah. and everyone liked hotels, and then Airbnb came out, so you just never know, so we're like, oh, we're like, oh shit, you know, if something happens, we're, you know, we can't just have Instagram as our main way to get people onto our website, so we just decided to go Facebook, and like Facebook, we spent, we would take our, we would take the same, literally the same photos that we would use, the same caption and everything, we just put it on Facebook, and then we were, we ran ads up until so we could get to 50,000 50, likes on the page, almost similar to what we did with uh, Instagram for paying for it till we got up to that point. But the thing is, is Facebook, you can share it. And just having people to share it, and then once that person shares it, or, and then someone else likes that photo, you can invite that person to like your page. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's tedious in the beginning, but it's just, you just go on and you click like, 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 you know, you yeah. do it for... You do it for a little while, but this is how it's going to help grow your page in the beginning. And it just, I think, I just think Facebook's so much better because you can, I mean, I know on Instagram and Facebook, you can comment your friends, but on Instagram, you can't really share it with yeah. your friends as compared to Facebook, you can, which has just been phenomenal.
amazing. So just again, make sure that I've got this strategy in place because this is something that everyone should be going and doing. And that so you're essentially it's the same content that you're sharing on Instagram. So you're not creating tons of different content for each platform, right? It's the same. It's essentially the same. Exactly the same. Right. So then you're taking that, you're putting that on uh, Facebook and then you're like just you're putting you're boosting that post, right? You're boosting the image with Mm -hmm. the with the, the quote on there. Is that right? Exactly. Perfect. So you boost that uh, for however much, however many dollars a day or whatever. And every time someone, rather than just saying, doing like a typical like my page boost, you're boosting the image. People are engaging with the image. And every time someone likes it, when you can click on there at the end of each day and go, right, here are all the people that don't like my page. Hit invite, hit invite, hit invite. And you can invite all these people to come and join your page and like your page. Have I got that right? No, that's absolutely correct. And I think I know one of the things that's taken off right now is Facebook videos, and that's either a live video or doing videos. I know we've tried recently, we've hired someone to be a video editor, and they put videos for us. And I think those, I haven't checked the one we put out recently, but I know in the past, those have done even better than the photos that we've put out. Amazing. So video content, basically, I, I, I've been saying this um, for a while. Facebook talked about uh, the camera being the focus. Like uh, Mark Zuckerberg was talking to me in his yearly statement or whatever, it's like the camera is going to be the focus, right? So your normal just text posts weren't going to get anywhere, but video, live video, and then images were going to be the focus, and that's what they were going to put at the top of people's feeds, right? Because that's what people want to see, I guess. That's what they're engaging with. Yeah, I mean, I say, if you know, it's not my choice. If it works for the public, then go with, just go with it. 100%, 100%. So, and do you do the same with, because I know you've got your blog, your sorry, your podcast now as well. Do you find that, do you boost your podcast? Do you find they get the same level of engagement? Is there is there one concept, piece of content that's better for creating new fans than the other? Where How do you feel about that? I definitely think Facebook, Facebook has definitely been the easiest to grow the fan base. The podcast is definitely hard just because there's just so many out there to yep. get noticed. So I think, I mean, our podcast is getting a good amount of downloads per per week, but I think it's just one of those things where just it's going to take a lot of time because we launched it in November, so that was a few months ago. But I mean, I, I I don't know too much about the podcast. I'm just still still waiting on the results, but I can definitely say for sure that Facebook is just phenomenal, and the same can go even with Twitter. I know our Twitter account has been pretty easy to grow as well. Amazing, amazing, and and do you feel that this this is not even where I didn't realize we were going to go here? But Twitter, do you still feel there's a lot of value in Twitter? in terms of your audience and again being able to drive people from there back to your site back to your blog i definitely do i definitely think twitter is definitely has definitely a lot of value but i'm just i'm just not sure i i like twitter it was really easy to grow and get the followers i'm just not sure if twitter is a dying brand so if i would tell if i would tell someone to invest i i kind of regret it but i mean the audience is there so we continue to post on it but if you're going to start out i just recommend starting a facebook page over an instagram page Amazing. Okay, cool. So there's someone's just starting out, get the Facebook page up, get the Instagram page up. Uh, and I think people have got to be willing to put a little bit of investment behind it, right? So make sure that new fans or new people, new prospects see your brand, see your content that you're putting out. Mm. Um, and you said your goal was get it to 50,000 likes. And then so then did you stop boosting the content? You're just relying on organic growth from that point on? Yep, we only we just rely on organic growth unless we have like, if we come out with like a book or we come out with like a really good blog post, then well, that's the only other time we'll uh, really boost it. Amazing, great, that. And do you ever now do boosting to your own fans, or is it always to um, always to the potential new audiences? Yep. So essentially, we we just came, well, so we have a t-shirt line, and we just came out with a book as well. So what Amazing. we do is congratulations. 
thank you. But so, so what we do is we just have those, we just take those and we just retarget for our Facebook ad, just all the people who like our page because the page is big enough. So we just, so I don't know, like, like we grow like 13,000 new likes a week and we don't boost any of the pages or do any ads for that. So that's just people sharing it. And I think they're maybe their friends and family just seeing it. Amazing. Amazing. That's huge. That's huge. This is, I'm, I'm so excited when I see, it's, and it sounds silly, but a young, a young person being super entrepreneurial, taking it and taking massive action and, and growing what is a phenomenal, a phenomenal brand. So talk us now, like you've built this audience and I, I like, we'll, we'll ask you just a couple more questions, Trevor, if that's okay. Um, talk us about the brand, talk us about the development and how you're now taking this, your business to the next level and what, what the goals are and what, where you want to take the business to. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where we just focus so much on creating content on Facebook social or I shouldn't say social media Facebook Twitter and Instagram for like the last year and but the problem was is we had this collection of you know it's like now it's almost like 500,000 fans combined we had all these fans but then it was like all right what do we do with the fans so like we just we were like all right we know how to grow with social media but now we have to figure out put on the other entrepreneur hat which is figure out how to turn those people into revenue and then I was like all right now we got to have a website so I was like we have to figure out how to do a blog so that's been like, that's really taken a lot of time in the last couple of months. But so we came out with a book yesterday or not yesterday, I should say a few days ago. And then we're going to be coming out with like courses. We're going to be coming out with a coaching program and just all this great stuff for our audience to drive revenue for us. And then what we want to do with the website is we want to create blog posts. And what those blog posts is, is going to do is we're just going to share that on our Facebook page. And then you can just get so many likes through that. And then once the people come back to your website, you can build up your email list and then you can do affiliate marketing. You can do, you can sell your own products through your email list. And there's just so many different ways to drive revenue. But for the big thing was just figuring out, all right, we have this audience. Now we got to figure out how to monetize the audience, how to drive in the revenue. So that was a big, that was a big learning curve for us because we didn't, we're no, no one teaches you internet marketing in school. I mean, I'm taking a marketing class. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking a marketing class right now. And the lady, I know more than the professor. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to sound too cocky, but she's just telling us how to, she's not even teaching us direct, direct marketing. She's just, I don't know even know what she's teaching us to be honest, but it's just, so what we want to do is in the next couple of months is we're coming out with a teen mentoring program. So it's going to be kids under the age of 20 or 19. And we're going to, just going to really take them in. We're going to teach them. They're going to have full access to our email that we're going to do Facebook live videos with them, group calls with them. So we just really want to inspire kids who are young to really go after their dreams. And then along with that, we want to, so we came out with our first book. We're going to be coming out with a few courses on how to grow your social media. I'm going to just start doing a coaching program because I just love talking to people. And I feel like I could be very beneficial. So we're going to, I'm going to start that as well. And then from there, it's growing our blog. We just want to be one of the top blogs, one of the go-to blogs. And we actually did a consulting call with this guy by the name of Dale Partridge. And that was, that was like the best, it was $400 for an hour. And it was like the best thing that I that we ever realized because we had a contributors page at the time for the site. So we were pretty much just taking in anyone who would give us blogs. We would take them in and then post it. And then we were like, so when he was talking to us, he kind of just, he, he gave it to us a little bit, which was which is what we need to keep our egos in check. Yeah. But the big thing we realized is like, hey, we don't want to just, if you look at like a blog like Entrepreneur, you go on Entrepreneur and the content you get on there, you can get on 30, 50, a bazillion other blogs. So the big thing is now we're focusing on creating content and creating a blog that you can't find the content pretty much anywhere else on the web. 
which has been another learning curve. So what we did, so growing the blog is we found a couple people on Upwork. And if the audience who doesn't know what Upwork is, Upwork is where you can find freelancers. And I mean, I was, we're so we're, I was looking for a copywriter the other day and who was the guy? It was Tim Ferriss's marketing guy was for hire on Upwork. So you can literally find, (laughs) you can literally find like the best people to work for you. So that was, so that was just hiring the people for our blog, getting that in place. And then now it's just getting consistent with the blog, almost like getting to a set schedule so our audience knows so that we just really want to grow the blog. And I know for myself is, is I just want to be able to go around and speak to as many people, start doing live shows just going to conferences to speak about it and just, you know, tell people about it. Because when I was back in school, no one ever told me that I, not even not even being an entrepreneur, no one told me that I could work on my own. I feel like there's just too many kids who just go to college because I'm in college and I can see it. They're just there to have fun and then go get a job. And they just don't realize, like, how that's going to impact their life. And I just want to be the inspiration for people to say, you know, you're worth more than the job. We, You know, I believe that God has instilled in us all of us a purpose and that we have to find that purpose and let it be known. And a lot of times people just hold back from that and then they just end up living a life that they don't really like. And I mean, how many times do people say, oh, I hate my job or they're just like so excited for Friday nights and Saturday nights. And I just think that's just terrible. Yeah, right. Dude, that's amazing. So like, I think one thing that I'm really picking up here and people listening will be doing the same. They're like, so he started with an Instagram account. He built that. Then he went to Facebook and he didn't even have a blog. Now he's got a blog and you're like learning along the way. I think the biggest thing here is people freak out. Like they scare themselves so much about the amount of work that they've got to do. That they just don't start. Right. And all I can see is you've started. You've taken action on one thing. You then go, OK, well, now let's do another thing. Let's take action there. Oh, crap. Now I realize I've needed a blog. Like it hasn't matter that mattered that you didn't have all of this from day one. Right. It was just right. Let's let's learn and grow as we go. Yeah, it was essentially like, it was like, all right, well, so we have an Instagram, right? Now it's time to create a Facebook. All right, Facebook, now it's time to create a Twitter. Oh, we need a blog. Now it's time to, now it's time to create a blog. Oh, now we need a podcast. Let's create a podcast. It's like, oh, now we got to figure out email. And it's just been, it's almost been like a stepping stone to the next thing. And we just realized like, I mean, I'm sure people in the audience have probably heard of the, of the website called Google. It's a, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, a- <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty amazing. So you can, you know, and, and YouTube, that's another cool, another cool thing that you can go on to and you can just learn pretty much anything. You know, I've built a website on WordPress, on Wix and Shopify, and I don't know anything like the first thing about how to build those websites. All I did is you just go on YouTube and you can literally like watch a tutorial or even if you want, I've, I'm a big advocate for buying courses on Udemy. You can go on, you can buy courses, you know, Grant Cardone has courses on there. Gary Vaynerchuk has courses on there and they're like $15 and I'm just, just so big into, you know, reading books and just all about learning it on my own because I know in school they're not going to really teach you that. So I just took the initiative to go out and do it on my own and especially there's just so many resources. There's no reason why you can't learn something. hundred percent, hundred percent. So my key lesson there for everybody is like, just start and learn as you go. There is so much, there's a wealth of knowledge out there. Just go and dive into it, but make sure you start. Um, okay, Trev, I've got two final questions for you. The first one, you have, by the way, you have been absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for taking the time and, and speaking with the speaking with us today and sharing some amazing strategies. So first of all, a huge thank you for that. Oh, thank you. And secondly, so actually I've got two questions. So the first question is, where can people find you? Where can they come and find out, become the line? Where can they come and interact with you guys and join your community? Yep. So you can go to 
becomethelion.com. That's our website. And then on Instagram, we're become.the.lion. And then on Twitter, we're become underscore the underscore lion. And then on Facebook, we're become the lion. So if you go on any of those social media sites, even like I know we have our, we have our podcast, you search just become the lion and you'll be able to find everything. Magic. And we'll have all of those links and we'll have all of the, you've given me about 50 links here to link up in the show notes. <laughs> we've got. So that's absolutely fantastic. We'll have everything linked up in the show notes, which people will be able to uh, go and find. So that's fantastic. And final question for you, Trevor. Uh, what is a one final piece of advice, a quote, bit of guidance, anything that you would like to leave the audience with today? So the first thing I thought of is when I had is when a quote in it's by Steve Jobs. And I don't know if I'm ever butchering it because no one ever tells me if I'm saying it right from wrong, but I'll, I'll give it my best. And he said that you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backward. And I know every single time in my life when there has been a negative event, that has happened. I've always been able to look at that event, you know, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, and I'm able to say, hey, that ended up turning out for a positive. I think that's a big thing for your audience is because they're gonna they're gonna endure hardship, they're gonna endure failure, and all these things are gonna happen to them. But they have to realize that this is gonna make them stronger. And if they can look at it and see that as a positive event, then I just believe that their success can just come to them so much easier. Perfect. Trevor, that's absolutely fantastic. Let's leave it there. Let's leave the audience there with that final piece of advice. Thank you so much for spending the time with us today. I really appreciate it. I encourage everybody to come and connect with you, Trevor. Chris, thank you so much. I, I hope your audience got a lot out of it. I, I know they did. So thank you very much. Catch you later. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to the Entrepreneur Playbook podcast. I hope you are loving it. If you'd like to come and hang out with other entrepreneurs, other business owners in our Facebook group, then just head on over to level10living.co.uk forward slash playbook and that will take you straight to our Facebook group. Oh yeah, and don't forget you can grab a free copy of Russell Brunson's.com secrets book, which gives you all the strategies and even scripts you need for really smashing and growing your business online. I freaking love this book and you can get it for free just by going to level10living.co.uk forward slash secrets. And if you're loving the show, then please also head on over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review and that would mean a lot to me. So thank you for everyone who goes and does that. And remember, in the words of Marian Williamson, playing small does not serve the world. And so for me, that means leveling up in all areas of our lives. All the best. Bye.